Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're doing great. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Real quick, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, remember, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, as well as Blake Street Tavern. A ton to get to today. I wasn't sure where I was going to go with today's episode. I didn't know if I was going to find a bunch of, you know, headlines, crazy stories to get into. But then I put out on Twitter last night, I said, hey, anything, any random questions or topics you want me to hit on? And boom, you guys just crushed the fuck out of it. It was awesome. I had people chiming in from Hawaii. I had a, a bunch of people, obviously, from Colorado. A bunch of people throughout the this great world. <laughs> it is great, isn't it? Anyway, uh, so we're going to get into those. I'll, I'll give some love to everybody that chimed in. So let's just go ahead and get into it. We're do- doing the mailbag. I still have been a lazy motherfucker and have not built a little open for the mailbag. Like, mailbag! You've got mail! <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Although I could just probably isolate that, right? And then just put an echo on it and then a little sound effect and people will be like, wow, that's fantastic. Who'd you pay to make that? I'll be like, it was me. <laughs> Hold on. Magic of podcast. Mailbag! You've got mail. <laughs> what? What? I I literally just snapped my fingers and it just happened. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> All right, this comes in from D on Twitter. She wrote, "Why are there so many jerks flying on planes these days? Is it just because everyone has a cell phone and can literally actually film these?" people being jerks and we just never saw them up close before can't everyone just fly in peace with no leg room and crying babies she has a great point thank you d for sending that in it it is interesting to think about because i don't remember hearing about all this shit before that doesn't mean that it didn't happen before but that being said news flies so fast these days it does it's insane But also, I think there's a couple elements in there, D, and anybody else that was wondering the same thing. If you think about it, we we are such an entitled group of people these days, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And like I I did that story yesterday about that young student going to uh, India and decided he wanted to pee on, was it passenger 15G? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Because he was being a dick. And I imagine it was a dude. They never said it was a dude, but I imagine it was a guy. Because I, ladies, you know what I'm saying. It'd be kind of hard for you <laughs> to pee on somebody. You could do it. Believe me. I trust it, that you could do it. And in your mind right now, you're going, could I do it? And you know what? You could. It'd be a little bit more challenging. But anyway, I think what it is, is we're so entitled. And, and I think it's worse nowadays. Can Do I have numbers in front of me? No, but based on just based on living life, I've, I've been alive for a decent amount of time. I'm sure you have as well, and you can see how we've evolved. Setting aside what we see in the news media, what we see on TV, on social media, you can tell just by the way you interact with individuals that we have evolved and we've become a little bit more 
of divas, a little bit of whining bitches, a little bit more so than we were back in the day. Are we misremembering? I don't think so. I think we're evolving to be a little bit more needy and a little bit demanding. And you got these cunt faces that are flying on. Yeah, I said it. Uh, these these cunts that are flying on, on these planes and they, they expect to, you know, because they saw it on YouTube or they saw it somewhere that, you know, I don't have to buckle my seatbelt. Uh, I'm going to try to make a video. But whatever the fuck it is, there's just a bunch of fucking douchebags more so than in the past. I don't have data to back it up. I'm just saying based on my eyes, my eyeball test says that there are more douchebags out there. And we probably didn't hear about as many of these incidents before, but, but I feel like nowadays with, with social media and everything, adding fuel to the fire that people are a little bit more bitchy and they think that they can get something out of it now if they complain and if they stomp their feet because they're like, yeah, some, I'm going to push the buttons. What was that lady that, um, I don't remember why it started. Maybe you, you guys can refresh my memory or maybe it'll just pop in my head at random. In the middle of the night, that's what's going to happen. They were complaining about something and she, the stewardess said uh, something about uh, the wife having a stupid face. Now, normally that shit would just go under the rug. And but now, like if if they're poking and prodding the 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 workers, they know they think that they're going to get something out of it, and they ended up getting something out of it. So, I think you're right. It is happening more because I think people realize that they can they can poke the bear more and more and more and realize I can get something out of this. There's going to be something because a lot of companies don't want to deal with the potential backlash because you're going to have the people that side with the customer. You're going to have people that side with the employees. Don't be looking at me with that stupid face. (laughs) Come on. Thank God they didn't have that shit when I worked in restaurants because if you were a dick to me, I was a dick twice as much back to you. And I didn't appreciate it. I've shared those stories before on this podcast where I had so many rude customers, especially when I worked at Chipotle. As a, a shift manager at Chipotle, I had a lot of just assholes that would come in. I told you about that story where it was right after the lunch rush, so we were kind of dying down. I was helping out on the line, giving people breaks. So the girl that was normally on salsas, I gave her a break, and it was just me and the lady that was starting the orders, she was on tortillas. And this guy and his son, his son who's like a teenager, come in and they just start talking down to the lady on tortilla. They're, they're like, I want a burrito. Do you understand English or something like that? I don't remember exact details, but they're going through. And I'm like, am I hearing this correctly? And I ended up like kicking them out of the store. And it's like that shit happens a lot. So. Now, here's the funny thing. If they would have had a a video camera on there, I'm sure you could clip that up and say and make it look like I'm the asshole, not them. Right? So I think you're right, D. I think people are just a little bit more of fucking assholes. And it's like, just deal with it. Sometimes you got a crying baby on the on the flight. I get it. It sucks. I've been there, though, as a as a father. There's nothing you can do about it sometimes. And sometimes 
that you you luck out. My son was on an airplane when he was three weeks old. Didn't make a fucking peep the entire time. The entire trip to the airport, my wife and I were freaking out. We're like, what do we do if this happens? Because we were going from Boston all the way to Denver. That's like, what, four hours? Something like that. And we're like, what happens? Thank God he slept the entire flight. The only thing that sucked is my wife and I sat next to this drunk guy that was trying to give us, you know, parenting advice. (laughs) He's like, I'll have another wine. And by the way, don't be afraid to be an asshole to them. You're not their friend. Fuck the kids, man. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Hopefully that answered your question, D. And hopefully I didn't go off on too much of a tangent. I don't know. Chris is in Hawaii doing some work on some roofs with his buddy. And he sent me this in last night. Chris, I thought you lived in Washington for some reason. Maybe you did. But hell, I think we all need to take a trip and visit Chris in Hawaii. I think it makes sense. Somebody get the the ball rolling. I'll join along. Bada bing, bada boom. I get a free trip to Hawaii. And maybe you. I don't know. Somebody get that working. Chris wrote, he gave me a bunch of things to react to. First, potty training kids. Two, working with dicks. Uh, Three, kids that don't listen. And four, he said, and penis size in different cultures. LMFO, yeah, I'm a sicko too. (laughs) Okay, I don't know if I'm going to get to that last one. Okay, Chris, you sick, sick, twisted bastard. Anyway, let's start with the first one, potty training kids. It was a fucking nightmare, and everybody has their little tricks that work. Every kid's fucking different. So I could give you the best tips in the world, but it might not actually work for you, but it might work for somebody else. Or it might work for one kid and not the other one. I'll tell you what we did. A lot of people will choose to keep them in in diapers and then they get the pull-ups and stuff like that. But one thing that I we learned from, I actually learned this from Alfred Williams, former Denver Bronco, current radio host on 850 KOA, and also our, our pediatricians told us this one. So don't... Let them wear pull-ups, especially at night, maybe during the day. So you go to Goodwill and you buy a bunch of used underwear. Sounds disgusting, but trust me, it's the way to go. Why spend a bunch of money on things that you're probably going to end up throwing away? So what you do is when they're getting to that point, obviously you you have to encourage them in a positive way. Anybody comes in there and yells at your kid, to tell them to take a shit or to pee in the toilet, you're going to fuck them up and they are going to regress tremendously. So what you do is the big thing, the big thing, I won't talk about the sitting on the potty thing because that's actually the easiest part is said, tell, just have them sit on there. Be like, oh, you want to pee? Pee, pee. Let them see you pee, okay? Let them see you poop, stuff like that. They want to be like mom and dad. They want to be like their older siblings. It's pretty simple as far as that goes. The hard part is not wetting the bed overnight. And what you do, you got to just assume that they are going to wet the bed at least once or twice. And trust me, it works. Don't put them to bed in diapers. Don't put them to bed in any sort of nighttime diaper. Just assume that you're going to wake up in the middle of the night because they they peed the bed. And they're going to be uncomfortable. They're going to realize that they don't like that feeling. You get up 
you change it, and guess what? Before you know it, I believe my daughter only went to bed once or twice. Something crazy like that. My son had a little bit more of a challenge because, you know, he's a boy. They're kind of gross. <laughs> but it worked. It worked really fast. And before you know it, they were out of diapers fairly quickly. Again, each kid is different. Each scenario is different. It could work for you. It could not. But Alfred's the one that told me, he's like, just let the kids run around naked. They don't want to, they're not going to want to pee everywhere. They're not going to want to poop everywhere. And sure enough, it, it, it works. So I let my kids run around naked and they're like, ah, as long as there's nobody over and you have the dog kenneled, <laughs> I don't need them licking their butts. Anyway, hopefully that kind of answers your vague question. Working with dicks. We all work with dicks. And there's not much you can do about it other than do your job better than them. And that's the best way to deal with somebody that is a dick at work is they think they're awesome. They're going to be a dick to you. Guess what? You just do your job twice as good as they can. And then uh, hopefully what ends up happening is they realize that they suck at their job. You constantly ignore them. And so is everybody else. And they realize, shit, I'm a dick. Nobody wants to talk to me and I suck at my job. That's the only way you can deal with dicks. Now, what sucks is if that dick is a really good employee. That's what sucks is like if they're really good at their job. That's what sucks. And that's where you sabotage them, okay? I'm not saying to do it, but I'm saying to do it, okay? Set them up to fail, okay? However you do it, wink, wink. <laughs> also he wrote kids don't that don't listen i don't know i'm dealing with that shit right now my kids my son's about to turn 10 and my daughter just turned eight a couple months ago and i don't know how to deal with that i have no advice for that because it is frustrating there's some days where they do listen but those are very very rare most of the time it's like hey please feed the dog I don't want to feed the dog. You always ask me to feed the dog. Well, you're doing one thing. It's not that big of a deal. Look, the dog wants you to feed him. Or it's like, let the dog outside. Oh, I just let him in not too long ago. Oh, you poor thing. You poor thing. I don't know how to deal with that shit. And, and it's just like, they won't listen. You tell them how to do something. Be like, hey, make sure you do this. Oh, quit telling me what to do, dad. And then somebody else says it, like the neighbor, and they'll be like, okay, <laughs> okay, thanks, Rob, or thanks, Jeff. Like, I literally just fucking said that. My God. Finally, like, at least with sports now, my son is starting to listen to me more and more, especially when it comes to football. I suck at baseball. He's better off to learn from the neighbors on that one. But as far as football, I can I can teach you how to throw a spiral. I can teach you how to just do a lot of things with football. But other sports, not so much because <laughs> I suck. But for a while, though, my son wouldn't listen to me. I'm like, this is how you throw a football. Do you want to be able to play with your friends at school? Yeah. Then listen to me, god damn it. I'm not going to talk about penis size in different cultures, you sick fuck, Chris. Jesus. Although... I have heard. No, i <laughs> Everybody thinks they have a giant penis, and you either do or you don't, okay? You either have a giant one, a medium one, or a, or a small one. Or some have, like, like innies, and, hey, it sucks for you, okay? I don't know how you deal with that, but you do. As long as you're happy, I guess, that's fine. But 
it is what it is. Um, I guess it's good that we as males don't have to wear our our sexuality, I guess you could say, outside so everybody can see. Like, ladies, you you if you have small breasts, like, everybody knows it, unless you stuff or get implants. So that's got to be annoying, ladies, to, to deal with on a regular basis. Guys, could you imagine if, if everybody knew a, a pretty good idea if you had a small penis or a large penis? That would suck unless you had a large penis. Then you're like, hey, <laughs> watch out. Watch out. This thing's going to get you. <laughs> Who wants to go out? No. No, that would be annoying. Be like, I got big balls. Everybody knows it. Look at my pants. They're stretching. I, I do feel sorry for ladies in that aspect because especially there's there's a lot of ladies that deal with back pain because your because your breasts are so big. And sorry, the reason why I'm laughing is like guys don't have that problem. I have never heard of a guy saying I have uh, lower back pain because my penis is so large. Nobody deals with that. If you do, good for you, I guess. I don't know. Of course, I can't imagine anybody wanting to deal with that size of a, you know, hog. Anyway, well, there you go, Chris. You got what you wanted. I talked about penis size. You sick fuck. Go back to work and work on a deal. So we go out to Hawaii to Huff Uncensored live on the road. The only place I'll be able to go is like Pueblo or Commerce City. Be like, hi, it's the Huff from Commerce City. We're just hanging out on the side of the road. <laughs> anyway, stop on by. I got stickers. All right, we got more coming your way. But first, make 2023 the year you beat Vegas. Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. So there's no fancy computer algorithms, no guys across the pond setting lines for American sports. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports Colorado app right now, or you can visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Las Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Fellas, as you know, it's all about size. Nobody's bigger than we are. We have 18,000 square feet and three bars under one roof. Add it all up and you have Denver's best football bar. It's the Blake Street Tavern where Denver watches football. All right, continuing with the mailbag, Paul sent this in actually via email at thehuffuncensored at gmail.com if you want to reach out to me or if you just want to hit me up on socials at Podcast. Anyway, Paul wrote a whole bunch of shit that we're going to rifle through real quick. He said, quick, favorite cereal to make snack mix from. Everybody's going to say Chex Mix. Chex is good, but I think it's overused, and it's the, it's just the, okay, we need to make trail mix or snack mix. Let's just get some Chex. I think, Paul, you could actually use something like Fruit Loops. Everybody loves Fruit Loops. Imagine Fruit Loops with maybe some M&M's. And maybe some checks in there too. But I think that that's an overlooked cereal that people like, or maybe even honeycomb. Oh, I love honeycomb. We've got two boxes of honeycomb right now. So good. And my wife bought some almond milk. And since I hate regular 
freaking cow milk. Uh, she got that, and it's actually pretty fucking good. So that's what I would say favorite cereal to make snack mix from. If you disagree or you have another possible cereal, to huffuncensored at gmail.com. Really bad music. That's all he wrote? Well, okay, I'm going to tell you, as a, as a father now, we have an evolution of music going on. When they're little, like when they're babies, they just listen to whatever you listen to, plus a few nursery rhyme type of shit. That, that's about it. Then they get to a point where they just want to listen to super cheesy fucking little kid music. And that's a hard time, I got to be honest, because it's like the ants go marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. But it's like some like weird sounding over the top creepy dude who's like, the ants go marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. And you're like, who is this guy? Is he actually allowed around children? And then, you know, you got Twinkle Twinkle, Little Star, all that shit. So then eventually they move on. And what you do is when you're in your car, you do sprinkle in their music. My wife taught me that. You, you got to give them their music every now and then. But they got to give you your music as well. What's nice is right now, we kind of have a good blend of music. But there are some bad songs in there. But the good stuff is they listen to a lot of shit. Like I always tell you, my kid listens, my son especially listens to Metallica. He'll listen to Garth Brooks, George Strait. He listens to Led Zeppelin. My daughter likes Chris Ledoux, but she also listens to a lot of current bands. Like she loves Taylor Swift and stuff like that. It's a wide variety of music. But for whatever fucking reason, there's this band, this group called the Kids Bop Kids. And it's where these kids, they they redo, they cover popular songs, especially pop songs. And they're fucking terrible. They are horrible singers, okay? And it's, it's annoying because my kids love it. So I got to let them listen to it. I got to give them theirs so I, can get, so I can get my music. But it's these kids that, listen, I get it. You have the ability to put your music out there. Your parents are are smart with putting it out there, and and you're selling it. Good for them. But they are terrible singers, and I know that a lot of people get mad about that. You shouldn't say that. They're kids, man. Well, if they're, they shouldn't be listening to this podcast, so I can say that they suck at singing all I want. <laughs> they do. They're awful. I'm sitting there listening to it. My kids are like, this is really good song, dad. Oh, I like it so much. And I'm like, oh my God, do you not like it, dad? You look like you're, you know, you're in pain. Yeah, I don't like it. It is awful. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, we like it. And I'm like, that's okay. It's okay to like different things because this is a pile of shit. <laughs> uh, Paul also wrote famous people who date regular dudes. I think that's cool, whether it's a, a famous female or male, whatever, and whoever they're dating. I think that's cool. And most likely, more likely, I, I would imagine, again, I don't have the stats in front of me. I would imagine that those relationships would last longer. That being said, I did read a, a brief article the other day where this porn star was complaining that her ex-boyfriend was mad every time she would come home from work. Because she was fucking guys all the time because that was her gig, right? 
he would wouldn't want to kiss her and all this stuff and they w- he would have a hard time getting intimate with her duh no shit i would have the heart the same thing it's one thing to be an actor or actress and you're making out with somebody it's another thing to be slobbering on somebody's cock and then come home and be like hi honey how are you come in for a kiss no no sorry it's not the same so and you got to know that that's a that's a consequence of your job. If you're a porn star, good luck having a real relationship with somebody that's not in the industry. Right? Uh, so I guess famous people who date regular dudes, it depends which part of the industry you're in. Because a regular actor, I think it could work. I think it can. But if you're in the adult film industry that's gonna be tough and in all honesty it's kind of weird if you are okay with it (laughs) i mean maybe if they're retired that's fine but if they're they're in active duty (laughs) i just think that's just (laughs) i don't think so smells that trigger your worst memories yeah i get those every now and then there was apparently some floral arrangement when my dad died that every time I smell it, every just, it doesn't happen very often, but I smell it. And that's, I, it takes me back to when I'm five years old and I fucking hate that. Why'd you have to bring that up? Paul fuck. God damn Debbie downer. Ridiculous phobias. There's a lot of phobias. And there's this one that I found out because I Googled this in, I, I can't even remember. I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Okay. Archipetophobia. Okay. This is the fear of peanut butter on the roof of your mouth. <laughs> so you got a fear that peanut butter is going to be stuck on the roof of your mouth. And that could be due to the choking sensation that it could trigger. People with this phobia know that they are extremely unlikely to choke on peanut butter, but they still freak out about it. There's a lot of weird phobias. I suggest you take a moment today and just Google weird phobias and you'll find you'll fall down a weird rabbit hole. He also wrote his history's worst periods for pottery. I, I have I have nothing to contribute on that. And then he <laughs> he wrote, Who the fuck ate it first? This is a good one. And it really makes you think. And I'm not gonna get all the weird foods out there. But it is interesting to think about, especially as you're you're going through your day. You go to a restaurant and you're like, who fucking ate this first? And what he wrote were clams, oysters. I added bull testicles. There's also there's plenty of disturbing foods out there and plenty of people had to be the first ones to try it. Now, some of these you would think that they're like, well, it's just necessity. We're hungry. We got to figure out. Can we eat it? So maybe that that's the case. And there's got to be a lot of trial and error on that when you think about back in the day, like what did people eat? Think about berries, just the simple, innocent-looking berries in the forest. There's plenty of people that fucking trial and error. <laughs> it's, it's hey, hey, Todd, can you go eat those berries? We don't know if they're safe or not. Okay, sure. Yeah, really? Seriously? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got it, guys. No worries. Mm, they have a good flavor. And then he just dies, right? Uh, and you got to think, when you think about different people trying things, you don't, especially back in the day, you just don't know how many people ate 
a pile of shit before that, you know, before they knew it was the wrong thing to do. You're like, we're hungry. Look at that elephant shit. I mean, they eat good stuff. Todd, you're not doing anything. Go over there and, and, and eat that. Okay, cool. It's, it's a bit nutty. It's gross. I'm guessing that a lot more people tasted it at, at the beginning stages of human evolution than, than we want to admit to or we realize. But I would imagine it's like as soon as you put that in your mouth, you're like, I don't care if it's good for me or not. This tastes like shit. Did Santa have siblings? No, because Santa's not real. But if he was, could you imagine being the sibling of somebody like Santa Claus? You're trying to level up to him all the time. Could you imagine that? That'd be awful. Just being the oddball in, in a family of like uh, just really good people. And I always thought that. And now like it's it's a horrible fucking family come to find out like that 19 kids and counting. I always thought about it before we knew that they were fucked up and all, all the shit that's come out on them. But I always thought it'd be kind of interesting to be the one oddball because you have that many kids. There's going to be somebody, who, you know, they're like, bless you. This is great. Let's all hold hands. And then you got the one kid, you know, Derek. <laughs> they're building something and he hits his thumb with a hammer and he's like, mother cunt sticks, son of a bitch. And everybody's like, oh. <laughs> could you imagine that? It'd be awful. <laughs> that kid just, Derek, Derek left. He didn't make it to the TV show. <laughs> uh, Adam on Twitter wrote, discuss the rise and fall of childhood games uh, that are no longer around. Like, like kick the can. Just because you have technology in your life doesn't mean that you need to be consumed by it 24-7. I say that as somebody that is consumed by it 24-7, and I need to walk away from it. Kick the can, I, I, you know, I think it would do people good to play games like that. The other day, oh, yeah, my son and I were out front. We were digging a trench. Felt like shit, but I'm like, I got I to gotta do this. The weather's nice, and the ground was nice and moist, so it was easy to dig a trench. And... And I was just like, Jackson, you can just play in the mud if you want. And at first, he didn't want to get his hands muddy. And then next thing I know, he's got mud all over. And, and he had a great time. And I think we just need to let our kids do that shit more often and be out there with them to encourage it at first. And maybe those games that we feel like have disappeared, maybe they would come back if all of a sudden you're like, you just start kicking a can near your kids and be like, oh, man, I nailed that thing. And next thing you know, they go over there and they kick it, too. I was watching the show. I think it's Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. And it's a really good show. I suggest you watch it. They talk about how important it is for your brain to detach from technology and to like, especially like navigate without the assistance of technology. So what happens was like him and his buddy were dropped off in this area and they have to go somewhere and they, ha they have a map. So they have to sit there and go, we're here. I, let's go North. Let's continue this. And, and they have to survive. Now it's not like extreme conditions like naked and afraid. They have, 
basic survival stuff, plus a few camera people as well. But they have to navigate on their own. And what that does is it allows your mind to heal and, and, and grow and create new pathways within itself. And, and it makes your brain stronger. So as much as I love technology and I can lean on it way too much, it's better for you to do stuff like that. It's good for you to not take the same route to work or to school or wherever. Just change it up. It's good for your brain to see new scenery. It's good for you to go out and explore. We were just talking about that last episode about going up into the mountains here in Colorado or wherever you're listening and just go explore and not really have a solid plan of where you're going. You have a rough idea of where you're going and where you're going to, you know, retract back to, but have a basic idea, but not really go, okay, I have my map pulled up on my phone and we're going to go here. Well, just go. You know that here's the direction you want to go. Just go and see where you what lead where do you lead and so you're not constantly looking down at your phone for guidance it's the same thing i notice that there's days where if i'm prepping for the podcast if i look at my phone too much it actually causes more problems whereas i can just sit there and just put my phone down and think of ideas of you know maybe something funny that I could I could get into or whatever like that combine thing I didn't think about that because I was looking at my phone I thought of that because I'm like yeah the combine's going on ah oh, it'd be funny if I did a combine video but it's only podcast related and then I didn't look at my phone other than to once I had the idea rolling around in my head to to write it out but if I sit there and stare at my phone and wait for something to tell me what's the next thing to do, I, I'm going to have trouble finding the right direction. So it's something that you should look into. And if you can find that limit, Limitless show with Chris Hemsworth, I don't remember what channel it's on. I don't know if that's Netflix or what, but it's, it's really good, really worth watching. And there's a lot of stuff that I actually want to start pulling from there so we can talk about it on here. Like the, the idea of if you take the last 30 seconds of your shower every day and turn it to ice cold water, it will actually, and, there, and what I want to do is bring the science to you so you, maybe you don't have time to watch this show, but it's just that way uh, when you do this, what it does to your brain, it makes your brain healthier. And they also talk about fasting, the certain ways you fast. And why it's good to fast, not just for your body, but for your brain as well. So I, I plan on doing that in the near future. It's pretty good stuff. We're going to wrap things up with this from Jesse, longtime listener of the podcast. Jesse, he said, are all the UFOs just faked so government the government can pull a fast one? And why now that our military can catch and shoot at UFOs? Hmm, really curious. Well, part of the problem, it looks like, Jesse, is most of these are just fucking balloons. And they're not actually extraterrestrial aircraft that we know of. 
although they they haven't located last I checked two of the the objects that they shot down. So that's a little interesting because it's like, how do you not fucking find it? How do you not find it? You have all this technology and you can't find something that you shot down. It's either because it's so fucking small and it's a balloon or, (laughs) or you shot it down. It's a balloon and you're just so embarrassed of fuck. It's a balloon. It's a goddamn weather balloon that some kids at, you know, MIT were flying around or wherever it was from. You know, and you're just too embarrassed to come out there and admit it. What did I, I had those numbers a couple of weeks ago. It was like, what, the overall cost for shooting down one of these balloons is when you put fuel and, you know, airtime and all this, and the cost of the missile itself is like $400,000 or some crazy shit like that. And it's like, come on. How embarrassing would that be? We'd be a laughing stock throughout the world if if they came out to find it was it was just a, a weather balloon, it was a mylar balloon or some shit like that. So the, I don't know if we'll ever find out. And it's like, did they just now start noticing these things? They've always been there, and all of a sudden they start monitoring a certain level, and they're like, oh shit, there's a bunch of these. What are they? I don't know. <laughs> they're just floating around. We'll shoot it down. I I don't know. It is pretty odd, Jesse. I'm very curious about that. I would love to find out. I don't know if we ever will find out the truth on that. I don't. Because if it ends up being something embarrassing, obviously they're going to bury that. They're going to do their best to make sure that that never gets out and about for the public consumption. Because that's where the other thing was, too. Like People are like, with all these other UFO things that we've heard about and you see these videos, these grainy videos of objects moving like at ridiculous speeds and, and turning at angles that they shouldn't be able to turn at due to how fast they're going. And then we hear the news, they shot down a UFO. Then they shot down another one and you're like, how is that possible? How are they able to do that? based on the technology and all this shit. And it's like, cause they weren't, they were shooting down fucking balloons. They shot a goddamn Goodyear blimp. Hey, you have a fucking blimp going around with a bunch of like, you know, random high school science equipment on there measuring the, the atmosphere and good old US of a released their fighter jets and shot those fuckers down. God, that'd be embarrassing. It'd be so embarrassing. Listen, if you work for the government and you want to spill your secrets, let me know. <laughs> Duffuncensored at gmail.com. Listen, what I'll do is if you want to spill secrets about the United States government, go ahead and do it. I'll get you on the podcast. I'll give you VD, Voice Disguiser, and we'll get you on here and you just spill your guts away. It'll be fine. I uh, work for the government and uh, Bigfoot's real. <laughs> yeah, he works... He actually works in accounting. He is a uh, numbers whiz. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, though. Smells. Yeah, does not believe in deodorant and bathes very, very rarely. Good guy, though. Good guy, though. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Truly appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. It's great weather here in Colorado, so go out there and enjoy it if you can. 
spring is right around the corner. We got daylight savings coming up too, which fucking pisses me off. But anyway, we can get into that another time. But go out there and enjoy the good weather while it's there. Because March is supposed to be, I heard that it might be a real shitty time here in Colorado. So if it's if it's a nice day, go out there and enjoy it. Because the next day or later that afternoon, it might be shit. So go out there and enjoy it while you can. And thank you so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. Thanks so much to Blake Street Tavern. They're at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Have a great day. Thank you to everyone that chimed in today for today's podcast. You guys knocked it out of the park. Now get back to work because fuck, man, they don't pay you to dick around and listen to my podcast. They should, but they don't because your boss is an asshole. Okay? I'm just saying. I'm saying I'm judging them. Okay? Anyway, it's the Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. Hopefully hopefully you laugh. I'm just saying shit at the end of the thing. I just don't want to let you go. I don't know how to quit you, okay? Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.